Hi, I'm Jerry Bingham, the host of Hush Loudly, a brand and podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of introverts. I'm on a mission to educate the world about introversion, one of the most misunderstood personality types. I'm here also to encourage and to empower my fellow introverts uh, and to help us celebrate our attributes and celebrate our contributions and all of our expertise and all that we bring to the world professionally and personally. So I'm happy to be here today. This is our first televised podcast on CAN-TV. We are so happy to be here. And I am going to introduce to you a friend of mine who I've known for many years and to bring her styling and her expertise into the world of introverts and extroverts alike. But before I get to her, I want to talk a little bit about introversion. What is it? So we hear lots of things, and unfortunately, there's a stigma associated with the word introversion. Typically, people think that introverts are hermits. They don't like people. They can't talk to people. They can't speak socially. They can't speak professionally, uh, publicly. And that's not that's the furthest from the truth. There are many famous introverts, including Oprah, RuPaul, um, Bill Gates. There are several introverts that are taking the world by storm. And what I use, the best way to define introversion is the way we gain or drain energy. And what that means is we are more inwardly. We may be thinking more inwardly and processing more in inwardly versus extroverts who process and think more outwardly. They live their lives out loud. And introverts typically are the opposite. There are also definitions from the experts to talk about. It's the neural pathways. It's our nervous systems. It's all of these things that we hear um, as ways to define introverts. But the bottom line is it's complex and that we're just different. And that's what I want to talk about in this show and on my podcast. We can do everything that extroverts do some things better. Um, and we are here and we have voices and we have, we're on a mission. And part of our mission is to help others to balance each other out. We talk about, even with my friendship with my guests, how we balance each other out. And there are many relationships where it's an introvert and extrovert uh, partnership, whether it's business or personal. Um, but introversion overall is just misunderstood, and that is the premise of this show. Uh, but before we go on, I want to introduce you to my guest, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Uh, her name is Kimberly Chilton Griffith. She was raised with the panache and curiosity of the world of fashion, architecture, and interiors while growing up in Chicago. She could be found either spending her weekends visiting art galleries and museums, finding herself in awe of the various artist styles and techniques, or exploring an estate sale in search of the perfect piece to add to her growing collection of vintage and heirloom accessories. During the summer season, while traveling with her family around the country and abroad, Kim always took an interest in the captivating architecture wherever they were. As a graduate from Purdue University with a degree in communications 
in advertising. Her early career began at one of the largest multicultural advertising agencies in the world, Burrell Communications. Interestingly enough, while working on various ad campaigns, it was there when she discovered her innate design abilities, a natural talent. Kim's love and interest in interior design turned from a passion to a desire, so she decided to take the leap, leaving the advertising industry behind, and began her studies at the Illinois Institute of Art, coupling her natural skills with class instruction and industry knowledge that's required to be a successful interior designer. With over 20 years of experience, Kim Chilton Griffith runs a very successful design firm specializing in contemporary, modern, and transactional and transitional design, project management, and full-scale renovations for residential and commercial properties. Admired for her impeccable style, which you'll see today, and grace, she is a creative and savvy design professional known for her taking her clients' vision to new heights. Her network includes professional athletes, corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, art enthusiasts, and high-end homeowners. So I'd like to welcome Kimberly Chilton Griffith to Hush Loudly. Welcome, Kim. Well, thank you. I am so excited to be here for your first <laughs> live podcast. Thank you. And this is very funny. I'll tell this to everyone. We've been knowing each other for about 35 years, mm -hmm. and we've been through ups and downs and everything together. And so I'm so excited to have Kim as my first guest on this televised podcast. So I always ask everyone the same question when I start. Kim, are you an introvert? I am not an introvert. I am an extrovert. Um, but the funny thing is, since you've been on this journey, you've made me realize and recognize that so many people in my circle are introverts. The, mo the closest people to me are introverts. So I do understand you guys quite well. I think that's so funny. It's just like that balance, which I talked about earlier. Um, so that's, that's great for a personal and professional um, relationships. So I want to talk about our differences, um, especially in our homes. And that is what we're going to be talking about today, everyone. Um, I wanted to make a change to a room in my home. And Kim has been to my home and I have been to her home. And I wanted to talk about the differences. And so for me as an introvert, many introverts, and this is in some of my research, I've discovered we like less stimulation. So we like a less stimulating environment, which may mean uh, low to minimal lighting, uh, less noise, and just less activity and action in our areas. And that helps us create or that helps us relax. And that helps us just get to a space we need to be. Um, I think it may be the same for some for, it may be different for some extroverts. I don't know. Uh, because, Kim, your aesthetic is, is kind of, I can't say that it's loud. But let's talk a little bit about what you like. What do you like in your home? What do you like in that space that helps you create or relax or just be you? Well, the funny thing is, uh, for me, whenever I'm working on a project, it all kind of starts with lighting. Lighting is so important um, in any project. And as you were speaking, 
And as we went through the things that you wanted when we worked on your meditation room, which we'll talk about, um, is less lighting was better for you as an introvert. For me, the more lighting um, it, it is, is so much better. So it makes me think about sometimes when I walk in my parents' house and I'm always telling them, turn the lights on, you know, it opened the windows. <laughs> Let's let some light in. The more light it's energizing. And so I never would have thought about it as a personality trait, mm -hmm. but perhaps it is. Um, but that is one of the big components to, I think, one of the big differences that I would say in how we would style our homes. Yeah. And I don't know if my selection is typical of introversion, but in my research, I've read about the low stimulation. And so I said, okay, well, that makes sense. Why? And it's because of our nervous systems. So what I've read is that our nervous systems are more sensitive mm -hmm. to light and to noise and to things like that. And so we are more impacted by it versus extroverts are not as sensitive. So they want it all. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't do anything to them. And so I think that's what it, it has to do with. Um, and funny with lighting, and we talked about this because Kim is going to redo my office, which we talk about that later, it's even the type of lighting, because we all hate that fluorescent light, lighting, right? Um, and we like the warm lighting. So yeah, so lighting is, is a big thing. I wanted to ask you, so about my space, and I do have photos, I don't know if, if they'll be able to show the photos of the before and after, um, but when you transform my space, I gave you an open blank canvas, which I know that is your preference. Mm -hmm. um, and I trusted you because I know that you know me. But one thing I noticed and that I loved is the, the drapery. So I have these beautiful draped room. And I wondered when you made that decision to put draperies in my room, was it to block noise or was it for the look or what were your thoughts behind that? Well, with everything, um, as an interior designer, every choice, every selection is intentional. So, and it's also to um, not just give you the, the, the desired look that you want, but it's also the number one goal is to make a room and a space functional. Uh, one of the things that you communicated to me was you live on a busy street, there's a lot of noise, and so you kind of wanted to block out that noise. The option of changing windows wasn't there. So we did want to do something that is um, that will create a barrier. But in addition to that, one of the other things that you communicated when we talk about lighting is having the room dark and for the various reasons that you would use the room. So it makes sense to use a product like room darkening drapery for your space. But then also drapery is going to add a little luxury to the room, which is what we wanted too. So it just it was just a great option to kind of give you the noise barrier that we were looking for, but also to give that luxe feeling that we wanted in the space. And also to make it, because it was a meditation room slash dressing room, we did a lot of things and there were a lot of goals to accomplish in that space. 
But that was one of the reasons why I chose drapery over anything else. Well, the draperies not only added like that luxe feel, but to me, it made it just sexy. It's a really sexy room. And it's from the lighting to the draperies to the sofa, everything that you chose to the bearskin looking rug, mm -hmm. all of that. And I will tell the introverts that are watching that. Number one, it was an underutilized room. I didn't use it for anything. I had it had become like a storage space. I just threw stuff in there. And um, when I had guests, I had a futon. And so a guest could spend the night there. Somebody was traveling from out of town. But now I use this space for multiple things. I, that's my chill space. I, that's where I watch movies. That's where I may entertain. I can record my podcast. I've turned it into my dressing room and um, I can read in there. It's just like everything. And it's all because of the way it was styled. And so for you introverts, I want you to know that you have to create the space that gives you what you need to thrive. And you know, there are different ways and Kim will give some tips at the end on some things that you can do, but it's very important to your creativity uh, and to your soul. And the same for extroverts. I think this is for both of us. Whatever you need, if you need a room full of windows and light and sound or whatever you want, you have to find that and build that for yourself or find someone like Kim to help you think about it. Because for me, I'm not the person who can do that. And that's why it was just great for you to come in and help me uh, and do that because I don't have that vision about how to turn this room around. Right. So yes, it is utilized. And also I have a meditation space. So this is a odd shaped kind of bedroom with like what I was using as an office space in the nook area. Mm -hmm. And so Kim made it into a meditation space because meditation is important to us. Yes. So talk a little bit about the meditation space that you created for me. Well, like you said, yes, meditation, that's, that's something that we've talked about quite a bit. That is a practice that we both have daily. Um, and one of the goals again, of what we were going to do in your space was to, it was, it really was to, to make that underutilized room that was just kind of collecting stuff. We'll, we'll say <laughs> that was right off your bedroom. It just made sense to make it a space where you can really go in there and do everything that you just said. So I'm glad to hear that we were successful in, in, in creating what you were looking for. Um, but that nook, that was, that was the, um, like you said, the way that the, the room was designed it, it was a small bedroom because of the nook. So it just made so much sense to have this little area that you can take and you can go in. And by adding um, one of the other things that you had spoke of was even with working out. So that was another component that we added into transforming this space. And so by buying the uh, workout mirror that not only serves as your mirror to get dressed, but then you can turn it on and, and do yoga or do a meditation. And so that space, that odd shape, just it gave us the square footage that we needed just to give that little area with a window yes. um, yeah. in there. Just this, the, 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 
the area where you can go in the morning, you can get out of your bed, you can go in there, you can do, you can, you know, calm down, get your day ready. Then just a couple of steps away, you can go and get dressed. And so um, for me, it's interesting because I have been working on a lot of projects lately where and kind of found this niche in the market of creating meditation spaces. For myself, I like to meditate outside. So hearing the birds chirp, being amongst nature um, is, is, is so good for me mm-hmm. and my soul. Um, so I, I guess I could never create a meditation room for myself unless it's outdoors. Well, you have created something beautiful outside on your deck. Yes. So you have created it outside. Correct. And you're, you're out right. there all day and all night. All the I time. swear to God, you're always there. <laughs> all the time. Um, so you have created one outside for yourself, and I'm sure you could for your clients yes, as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, you know, it just depends on you know, what they want, what, what you, you have your sound bowl that you use, you have the candles, we always include flowers, you know, trying to, to create a space that touches on all the senses. So, you know, you're, you're, you're smelling the candle, you're seeing the beautiful flowers, you're able to, um, touch all the different textures that we have used in the space. Um, so, All of that kind of goes into the planning and understanding what a client needs and their personality and just how they're going to utilize it. So all of that goes into play when when I start a project. And it's funny you mentioned that because those were such nice touches, how there's a bar cart and the bar cart had books on there that just were just for me. It was like one is grit Mm -hmm. and grace Mm -hmm. and just just beautiful and just flowers. And so she thought of every detail and added that um, into the room. Well, that and that's again, that's a part of the process. When I go into a project um, because I know you, I knew what you wanted. But every project starts with a consultation and really kind of getting to know. And when I do a consultation, I like to do it in the person's home so I can feel how they're living. I can see how they're living and get a true sense of their personality because that's that's a big part of it. I can always come in and do my professional thing and give you maybe what you may not have ever thought about. But I never want to insert just my thought and design on someone else a big part of just like how you get dressed and you pick out your outfit and you put your jewelry on your home should be a reflection of you and so when you wake up in the morning you want to feel good you want to come home and you want to feel good you want to feel relaxed you want to feel like it's your home so even when I'm done with a project um, by using some of the things that are personal to you or that I've come to understand that are personal to you, I incorporate all of that. So it does feel like, you know, okay, this is this is my place. This is where I live and this is where I can feel comfortable versus this is what this woman gave me mm-hmm. and now I have to, you know, kind of enjoy it. Right. And you even did that with my mom's place. So my mm-hmm. mom moved um, at a certain point and had this beautiful apartment on the lake. And 
Kim just revamped it and just made it beautiful. And my mother was just thrilled. And everybody <laughs> in the building was like, oh, oh my God, this right. is like the best apartment in this place. Right. So, um, but you actually had a feel for her too and knew what she would like. Yes. And, and made yeah, it really I almost beautiful. had a career in senior living. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and so when you talked about a design space and meeting a client and, and getting to know them a little bit, uh, before you start to create something fabulous, um, how much do you think personality plays a role? You know, it's oh yeah, it's vital. Um, like I said, I don't want to. So, for instance, we're talking about introversion and extroversion. I love light. I want it bright. I want the lamps. I want the lights. I want the beautiful, the the windows open. I want all of that. If this person's personality is not that, if I gave that to you, then you would be uncomfortable in the space. So I do have to get to know um, not only how a person lives, but how they want to feel in that space. Mm -hmm. So that's important. I, you know, it, it just, I wouldn't be doing my job or doing it successfully if I did not incorporate a person's personality mm -hmm. in the whole um, goal of, of the objective mm -hmm. of what the space should look like. Mm -hmm. And I like light when I want it, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. that's the thing, having the option to, I can open those drapes when I want to. Right. Even my balcony, I can open all of that stuff when I want to, but then I can also have it closed and right. dim when I want to. Right. Um, so one of the things about, about introverts. Um, another thing I just want to just give a little tidbit about introverts and how we are, some of our attributes um, and traits are that we are the best listeners and observers. And I wonder if that quietness and that um, being in a space with uh, less stimulation is part of that as well. Um, so just wanted to just wanted to mm -hmm. add that in there. Mm -hmm. um, I recently started a new position and uh, I have an office. It doesn't have a window. And I do like windows because actually, usually when I have an office with a window, my lights are always off. But the blinds or shades are open so that I do have the natural light coming in. Even on rainy days, though, I will have the lights off. I like minimal lighting. Mm -hmm. uh, but this office has no lighting and no windows. <laughs> well, it has fluorescent lighting, which right. we hate. So I asked Kim to come out and take a look and to give me some ideas. And so she is going to work on creating something for me. Yes. And it was so funny to watch her walk in. And I'm just watching her and she's just looking all around and I can just see her brain. Mm -hmm. I can just see it like something was <laughs> happening. And then she's like, oh, I thought it was more rectangle because I had sent her a um, video, a video. Mm -hmm. and a picture. And so I want to know, how was that? How was that for you? So when you walked in, I, I could see the machine. I could see it churning. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your process. It's I know always you do that. It, it's just interesting. And I don't I don't know if it's this way. For all designers, um, again, you know, you read it in my bio. It's an innate kind of ability. And so it does kind of always start in my head. And so and when I'm walking through, 
I'm just getting thoughts and thoughts. And because I know you and I know what you want and I know what I can create in the space. And I know what we need to remove to give you the feeling that you want and what we'll bring in to, to replace it and, and kind of give you everything. So it was just more of that. It was just more of, okay, let me go back to the pictures. This is what she said. Oh, okay, this is what it looks like. Hmm, oh, this is what I'm working with. And this is how much space I have over here. And I can do this and that and and to accomplish the whole goal. So it really is just all of that. And and I can actually sit here and say, I have a vision in my head. I know what it is going to look like. I have not done your mood board yet. I haven't presented anything to you yet. But I do know what the end goal is going to be. I know you do. I, I completely trust you. I wanted to talk about the mood board. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's the next step. So after, um, I mean, there are a few steps in as we go about the process. But like I said, initially, there's the consultation. There's going back and kind of flushing out ideas. And once I have a real good thought on this is the direction that we're going to go, then I create a mood board um, for my client. And what that will show are all the pieces kind of put together on paper. So just like a collage. Um and that'll be presented sometimes, sometimes not. You know, there are some clients that give me free reign of creativity. And so I still do one just for my own purposes because I can zip furniture in and zip it out um, just to see what works better together and what I want to include, what's missing, how I want to replace something. So it gives a full picture of what the room will look like. Um, and then we, you know, you just kind of go from sourcing and purchasing and the room installation. Those are the short um, of the process. Have you ever had a client that you presented a mood board to and they didn't like anything and you had to start from fresh or um, not consult with really. them again to get more out of them? Or So t- a lot of times I won't just do one. So I will give, I don't want to give you too much. I don't want to overwhelm you. And Mm. because you know, when we do that, then that just is, I mean, the process can go on forever and we, nobody has that kind of time. So Mm. (laughs) I tend to give three options. So generally from one of the options, even if it's not the full mood board, from one of the options, we can pull, call it the sofa from option two and put it with one, or we can pull the chairs from three and put it, and we create our own. Now, I mean, there have been times where maybe even just for budgetary reasons or just various reasons we can't, by the time the client has decided on something, then it's no longer in stock and we have to make some changes. But there's not, I try to get as much information up front and learn about the client and really get a true sense of who they are and what they want and how they want to utilize the space. So I'm thoughtfully thinking about and giving them um, what I think they should have in the Mm -hmm. mood board. So we're not wasting time and we can just kind of keep moving so to to answer your question um no i have not really had that but we have you know changed a few things here and there made tweaks did you have any special requests or challenges with the pandemic so i know we did my room in 2020 and <laughs> challenges meaning it seems like i i know we were rev- you were revealing it to me around my birthday mm-hmm. it seems like we were waiting on one thing but i don't think the challenges then are what they are now with 
you, you know, so first I want to know, are there any special requests due to the pandemic? Because I think my request had to do with that, meaning I was working from home. Yes. I was home more. Yes. I wanted another chill space. Mm -hmm. I wanted a sexy, beautiful, right. luxurious space. So did you have other requests like mine? And do you also have challenges that have come since 2020 and shipping and all that kind of stuff? I have had, um, so to answer your first question, and that's probably kind of how I fell into this space of doing so many meditation type yeah. of rooms uh, because because everyone was at home, everyone wanted to be comfortable. And so while everyone was at home, you know, I, I was a, um, what were they called? The um, essential worker. Yes, I, you were out. <laughs> I was out and about yeah. and I was busy. I mean, booked and busy yeah. because there was so much that everyone wanted to do a renovation. And so it was great for me and great for business. But did it come with challenges? Oh, my gosh. You know, and the challenges are still happening. Everything is still so backed up. And not only that, now, I mean, we were really dealing with the, the issues of trying to get our hands on anything and then the time constraints of how long it was taking to get it. But now we are dealing with the price increases are outrageous. And so that is the challenge of, you know, dealing with that, having to educate the client on, okay, here, set your expectations because, this project that would normally take, call it six weeks, we're now probably looking at 12 weeks or maybe longer. And so, you know, you're dealing with that. But then it's also setting the right expectations on budget and things that cost. I can literally source something that I had purchased, call it a year prior, and it is three times the amount. And, you know, clients are looking like, well, wait a minute. And, you know, they may be thinking, you know, you're trying to upcharge. No, this is the reality of what things are costing. And now I think they're understanding it more because everything costs more. But when this was starting to happen in our industry, clients were kind of thinking, now, wait a minute, what's going on here? So that was a challenge in and of itself okay. was kind of dealing with with the the time and the the budget. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. working with clients. Well, we don't have much time left, Kim. I wonder if you could give us a quick tip for those who are listening and, and watching. Quick tips on... On how to change your home, how to change your mood, how to change a room, how to do something that suits your personality. Well, that's the thing. The first thing is figuring out what your personality is, what you want, how you want to feel. That's the big component in it. Um, also, what your style is, your aesthetic and um, but the easiest and fastest way to change any room is lighting and paint. I can say that if you do those two things, you can transform a space. One thing that I love to do is incorporating wallpaper. There's a lot of fantastic wallpaper out here now. There's a lot of do it yourself that already has the adhesive on there. So um, I would say get busy on picking out paint colors, choosing great lighting and even taking a risk and picking out some great wallpaper. Thank you, uh, Kimberly Chilton Griffith, for being the first guest on our first televised podcast episode of Hush Loudly. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to Can TV, And we'll be back with you with more in the coming weeks. Thank you.